הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבתוכנו, כל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר הקדוש המשבר ארצנה. ובפחת לרבנו הקדוש, צדיק יסודו למנחן, אמר כחוכמה רבנו נחנן ופגם את שמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן ואומר זכותיו תגן עלינו על כל ישראל אמן. בעזרת השם, today we're going to do Torah 179. One lesson today בעזרת השם. תורה קע"ט. דענו שכנגד כל מיני מחלוקת, הן בגשמיות, הן ברוחניות. That there's a way, רבנו tells us, that there's a way to counter all sorts of uh, strife, מחלוקת, argument. הן בגשמיות, הן ברוחניות, whether it's spiritual or material argument, שאין הוא יכול להתפלל לעשות מה שצריך בעבודת השם. Um, that he's not able to pray, for example, or to do what he needs to in the service of God. Because all of this is in the category of Machloket. Rabbeinu is telling us all the, the oppositions that we get towards our goals and our, towards in a journey of, or when we want to achieve something. Um, this is an aspect of Machloket, strife. Because there's one thing opposite another. Because whoever it is, whether it's physical people or whether it's uh, the Yetzehara, the Ibn Kanation, they stand and they argue against this person and they want to nullify his mind and his will from what he wants to do. They want to prevent him from doing what he wants to. And Rabbeinu tells us, in order to nullify strife, which means all opposition in the first place, from whatever aspect it is, whether it's spiritual or physical, whatever it may be, uh, and to make peace, because what's peace? It's the opposite of machloket, meaning there's no arguments. It's whatever you want to do, you have complete peace and you have peace of mind and being able to do that. Through this, if a person wants to attain this, you need to fast. Tzarech ta'anit. person needs fasting. This is what the Chachamim say in Pirkei Avot, Perik Bet. One who increases in charity increases in peace. So, what does charity have to do with fasting? Rabbeinu tells us charity is an aspect of fasting. Because the essence of fasting is charity. The merit of fasting is charity. That the merit for a fast is tzaka, is charity. It's considered as if you gave tzaka. Because the concept of strife, arguments, is involves a conflicting will, meaning that you want something, you have willpower for something, and that there's something else standing in your way, conflicting your ratzon. That these people are standing up against you to nullify your will. And Ramanu tells us the propitiousness of fasting, the segula of a fast, is born in the Zohar Kadosh. In Acharemot, uh, on the essence of that day, which is the, speaking about Yom Kippur, you shall afflict your souls. What is Rabbeinu telling us as it's brought down in the Zohar? That the greatness of fasting is to subdue and to attach the Ratzon of the heart to God. Through fasting, a person is able to subdue and to weaken his heart. And to nullify all his other desires that go against God's desire. And to nullify his raton before Hashem's raton. 
before God's will. Meaning sometimes we have the will to do something which Hashem doesn't want us to do. And through fasting, you're able to subdue your will so that you can fulfill God's will. So we see that fasting is this idea of a ta'anit. Te'anu. comes from the word ta'anit. Fasting. Which means to basically subdue your, your heart and your will to uh, nullify your will to Hashem. The alken. As we saw, um, to attach the ratzon of the heart, etc. And through this, you're able to nullify strife. What is strife? Rabbanu is telling us the rudest strife is that there's an opposite will standing against you, a conflicting will. Nullify your will before God's will. So that other people's will should nullify themselves before your will. And what does fasting do? Fasting already nullifies your will before God's will. So by default, therefore, the other people's willpower, other people's conflicting will, nullify themselves before your will. And then strife will be completely nullified and cease to exist. And now, Sashanam, peace will will be brought. Increase in charity, increase in peace. So now Rabbeinu attaches everything that we just tied in full circle. The idea of fasting is to, um, the idea of fasting on the day of Yom Kippur is to nullify our retzonot to Hashem. And once you nullify our retzonot to Hashem, our willpower before God's will, once we decide to do what Hashem wants and not necessarily what we want to do, what our body wants to do, as it's brought down Pekehavot, then what happens after that? Other people will nullify their conf- conflicting will before our will. So how do you do that? Through fasting. As Rabbanu connects. And what is fasting? It's an aspect of charity, which is peace. This is what the Chachamim say. The fast of the fourth month and the fast of the fifth month. Um will become um, a day of celebration and joy. Which means what? Shiva Asa, Betamuz, and Tisha Be'ab will become days of celebration. They will be completely flipped on its head. And that's a beauty, by the way, for those who want to study more about the Petek. But the Petek that Rabbi Israel Ber Odessa, that Saba got, or Rabbeinu, this is an idea that uh, the breaking of the fast on the 17th of Tammuz um, will be turned into a day of celebration as the beginning of the redemption through this Inyan. But um, there's much more there. It's not for now. So the Gemara and Rosh Hashanah asks, so we know that the fourth month and the fifth month, those fasts of those days, Shiva, Sabe, Tammuz, the 17th of Tammuz and the 9th of Av will become days of celebration. But how can it be both called a fast day and a celebration? The answer is, the answer is so when there's no peace, there's a fast. Meaning what? Now Rabban was explaining that answer in the Gemara according to what we just explained. Meaning when there's no peace and there's strife, obviously. Because when there's no peace, what's the opposite of peace? There's argument, there's strife. As I told them, there's a fast. Because for strife, you need to fast, as we just mentioned above. And through fasting, you're able to create peace. Meaning that through the fast, you're able to nullify your raton before Hashem's raton. Then other people will nullify their raton before your raton. And once that occurs, there's no shalom. And now, once there is peace, 
then there's joy, joy, uh, joy and celebration. Because through fasting, you're able to build the structure and the life force of joy, simcha. Because what's the, the greatness of fasting? It's that it's able to awaken and bring back to life those dead people. The dead. What does dead mean? Meaning the days that you passed in your life through darkness. Because what does it say in the Gemara? That's a Reshaim Kriyim Yetim. That even Reshaim, while they're still alive, they're called dead. Why? Because they go through darkness. They do things that aren't good. So we see that wickedness is death. Rabban was telling us that whenever you do fasting, you're able to bring back um, the dead, meaning what? Those days that you pass through darkness, those days of sinning. And those days of sinning have no life force. Because each and every day, you have drawn upon yourself, or each and every day has a shefa, an abundance that gets drawn to it. An influx from Hashem that gets drawn to that day. And when you do on that day any sort of good deeds or good acts, so you bring life to that day and you draw down to that day this life force and this abundant good from above. But if, God forbid, we don't do commandments and good things that day, then that day doesn't receive and doesn't it doesn't descend down from above this abundance, this influx that we talked about. Only in very mere constriction. Very, very small, small levels. Only enough for restricted survival. But not enough to give it shefa abundance. So when he takes this day, when a person does it, goes throughout a day and he does bad, God forbid. He diminishes and nurtures and sucks up the limited influx of that day. Until he literally sucks up the literal essence and life force that this day has just enough to survive. He takes it away from it. Aside from the fact that this uh, supernal abundance is not coming down each and every day. Um, because every single day is a creation of itself and it has its life force of its own aside from the abundance that it's given meaning each and every day has its own life force that gives it life and then added abundance not only did he take away the abundance but he takes away the literal life force of that day the essential life force of that day and literally, literally the days that he he goes through in darkness are like dead corpses. Just like a parable of a little child who is nurturing from the breast of his mother. As long as she has milk, he's able to nurture from the milk. And whenever the milk ceases, her blood is motzet, it's, it's sucked up, and her life force is, um, her life force is sucked up. Literally. Rabban was telling us that through fasting, just like this parable with the child, when the milk is done, that um, the blood is sucked up. Or that he, whenever sorry, that the whenever the blood is whenever the milk is done, that the child is able to literally suck from the blood of the mother. God forbid. Because what is the blood? It's the The blood is literally the life force of a person. So if the milk ceases then the child won't be nurturing from the milk anymore, from the abundance. He's going to be taking her literal life force. Just as we see with this parable of the day, 
not only when you commit a sin throughout a day, or you commit sins throughout a day, are you taking its abundance, which is this milk, in comparison, but you're also taking away the life force of that day, which is the restricted, the restricted uh, survival that it needs, or the survival, just the amount to survive, taking that too, which is the blood, in comparison to this woman. So Rabbeinu tells us, that uh, through fasting, you're able to bring life force and to awaken these days. And all of this is according to the fast. This can be understood from the physical realm. Because when you're fasting, you see that you have no life force and strength of that day. Because you have no food. Because you aren't eating or drinking on that day. But nonetheless, you're still serving God. So what are you doing? If you're serving God, not from the strength of that day, because um, you are weak, and because you haven't eaten that day. So what are you serving God from? You're serving God from the strength of yesterday. Because without the strength of yesterday, where do you receive your strength from? So you're serving Hashem with the, day, with the strength of yesterday, with the food that you ate yesterday. Therefore, you're bringing life force into that previous day. And afterwards, when you fast even more, and therefore the strength of yesterday doesn't even suffice for you because you didn't even eat yesterday. Because the body is so weakened. Therefore, you need to use the strength of the days previous to go even further back. So look at the chidush Rabban was telling us. We see that when you fast more and more and more, you're able to bring strength. You're able to bring strength each and every time, a life force and an illumination from the previous days that you fell in and that you were basically dead. Until you're able to fast to the point that he'll need to make use of the strength of those days that he nurtured himself from the breasts of his mother. Then he's, able, then he's able, once he's at that point, to illuminate all the days. Therefore, through fasting, you're able to build the structure of joy, which is the life force and the root point of all the commandments that we said in the last lesson. Literally, in the last lesson that we just studied. Rabbi Nathan tells us that this idea wasn't explained very well. And the main thing that through fasting, meaning removing the strength of each and every day that passed, that you're able to re- take strength from each and every one of your previous days which you fell in, and you're bringing in that strength of that day which was once dead, and you're bringing it now into service of God. Through that, you're able to bring in life force to all the dead days which you blemished in. Through this, you're able to build joy. This is what it says in chapter 90. Make us rejoice. According to the days you afflicted us. What is afflicted? That you afflicted us? It comes from the language. It comes from the word ta'anit. has the same language, same verbiage. Which means what? Fasting. Meaning, make us rejoice according to the days. In which we fasted. Meaning that your simcha is according to the days of your fasting. As we just explained. Because according to the days of fasting. 
so too you're able to bring life force to the days, the previous days, the first days, um, with your good actions and your mitzvot. Now you're able to bring life force to those days that you once blemished with new good actions and mitzvot and good commandments, etc. And now you're able to build simcha. There's peace, there's joy and celebration. Because when there is peace, through that fasting that we mentioned above, through the joy and celebration, as we said above, that make us rejoice according to the days of our fasting, like we said, that according to the days of the fasting, the same is true of our simcha. The more we fast, the more simcha we attain. Your eyes saw my unshaped form. Like a golem. Like an uncompleted form. Your eyes saw my uncompleted form. My, almost my corpse. etc. The, the days which were formed. Because what is the Amim Yutzaru, the days which were formed? Each and every day is a Yetzirah, it's a creation, a formation of its own. And he has one of them. As about that in over there in the verse. What is he has one of them? This is Yom Kippurim, the day of Yom Kippur. Rashi says over there, which is the fast day which brings life to all the other days. Because Yom Kippur encompasses all the days. And upon Yom Kippur it says, On the essence of that day you shall afflict your souls. Meaning those wills that we mentioned above, those will powers. mentioned the Zohar above, to encompass the entire body and the soul, and be subdued on that day, so that your raton should be encompassed within God's raton. Because the soul's raton, as we said above, and in many other lessons, that the nefesh, when we say nefesh is raton, um, lesson 66, if I'm not believe, if I believe, is speaks about this. And the essential is what? To subdue your raton. To before God. And this is what it says about Yom Kippur that it's on the essence of that day. What's essence? Meaning on the inner aspect, the essential aspect of that day. Which is encompassed of all the other days. Meaning you shall afflict your soul, meaning you shall nullify your raton before Hashem. Um, how do you do that? Through fasting, which is Yom Kippur, which is which is the the day which encompasses all the other days. So we see how Rabbeinu ties this lesson full circle in the most awesome manner. May we merit holy fasting and understand what Rabbeinu is really asking of us through fasting. Um, because there's lots of inyanim and brasev that fasting might not uh, might not be the route that Rabbeinu was really hinting to. But uh, we know that the brasevers fast uh, every single day from chatot up until after tefillah. And that fast is able to bring life force from all the other days. So may we ask Hashem for the merit and understanding what we should do with fasting. How to fast. He bodhidut. Rabbeinu said was even higher than fasting. And Bizrat Hashem truly bring life to the days which we were once dark. And uh, repair all the sins. Bizrat Hashem.